Before we begin our Torah study, let's pray together. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. This morning is going to be a special time. Rabbi Yuri and I are both going to share from uh, the Torah and Haftorah portion, and we have a goal. We want to equip you. We want to strengthen you and encourage you. And we know, we know this. There are times when you're moving forward and you will hit a wall. How many of you have had that experience recently? You've hit a wall. Something's happened to try to stop you, and you don't know what to do or you don't have the power to handle it. And I want to encourage you to be ready for walls. And the reason is difficulty, adversity, and challenges, they're part of life. Can you verify that? It's not always easy, is it? But you know, it can always be good even when it's difficult. And the reason is God will be with you even through times of difficulty. He will help you persevere and you will be able to find the way forward. In Hebrew, there's an important word, tzedek. Say that with me, tzedek. It means righteousness and tzaddik is the righteous one. Say that, tzaddik. Righteousness in ancient Hebrew is connected to the victory of faith. The tzaddik, the righteous one, is a person who faces a wall, they have an obstacle, they have a problem that can only be solved by trusting God. Now, some problems can be solved without God's help, and some problems can't, but righteousness is the quality that's, that describes the person who trusts God even through difficulties. A victory that's only possible with God's help. You see, the person is not able to solve this kind of problem or to go through the challenge in their own power alone. Now, don't you prefer to have problems that you can solve? Problems that you can solve with your existing power and knowledge and abilities. Everybody prefers those kinds of problems. However, you're not always going to have those kinds of problems. You will have problems that also are not only negative, but they have a positive side because they are problems that will press you into God. They're problems that will cause you to trust God more. And the only power you'll discover sometimes that will make the difference is the power of faith, your trust in God. That's the only power you will have. There will be times when you can't do it, but your trust in God is all that you have, and you come to God who is all-powerful with that faith, with that trust, and then you see an incredible victory that comes your way. Now, this is the key to understanding 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. You can turn there if you will. 1 John 5. This passage may not make complete sense to you unless you understand this background of what righteousness is because you won't understand the victory of faith. Starting in verse 3, 1 John 5, 3. This is the love of God that we keep his commands. And his commands aren't burdensome. Now let's put it this way. If you love God, you love God on God's terms, and God is the king, right? He's the Lord, right? That means he's the boss, right? That means he can tell us what to do, right? And we're glad for that, right? Did you hear how weak that one was? You see, trusting God as Lord is not theology. It's trust. It means at times you will have to put your trust in him in order to even go on. And how do you experience such moments? It's when you don't know what to do and you cry out to God, what should I do? And then he tells you. 
Have you ever gotten an answer that you didn't like? Have you ever asked, is there another answer? A friend of mine was praying about a very difficult decision. He got a clear answer. He said, well, Lord, could you send me a sign? And so he, he told me, he got something that was so clear that he said, could you send me another sign? <laughs> there are times when it seems that God answers us and we want to say, uh, wrong number, I'm sorry. That call is not for me. But what... What John is saying here is very important that when God is speaking to us and he's commanding us and he's telling us, this is the way, walk in it, it's not burdensome to us. It's actually freeing for us. It brings us joy. It brings us gladness. However, when we're in the midst of difficulty, we may have other emotions mixed in with it. Frustration, unbelief, fear, etc., Let's read on. For whoever and whatever is born of God, this is verse 4, overcomes the world. Say that with me. Overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Our faith? I thought Yeshua was the one. Yes, Yeshua is the one, but this is pointing back to what righteousness is. Righteousness is not being perfect, it's being trusting in God. Trusting in Messiah. Trusting in the rule of Messiah. Trusting in the atonement of Messiah. Our faith is connected with our victory. When we have no power, we still have our faith. When we have no other resources, we still have our faith. When we have no other answers, we still have our faith in God. And I don't mean by that our religion. Because one of the easy mistakes that we can make is we're going to put our trust in Messianic Judaism. Or we're going to put our trust in Judaism. Or we're going to put our trust in some form of our religion. And yet, our trust needs to be not in our religion, but in our God. To depend on him. The willingness to trust God by obeying him, following his guidance, doing what he says. This is the key to our victory. Now, a wall is a stopping point. It can really be anything. Maybe a wall is just a poetic term I'm trying to use to describe something. Because if you think about it, the Red Sea was a wall, even though it was a sea. It was a wall. It was an obstacle. Because when the Jewish people and the children of Israel got to the Red Sea and they were being pursued by Egypt... The Red Sea was like a wall. They couldn't go any further. They were stuck. They were trapped. Every wall that you face becomes an opportunity for God's victory. That's the good news, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let me, let me tell you something you know, but you may not want to be reminded of. You need to be saved. You need salvation from God. Salvation from God is not a one-time experience. It is a continuing unfolding. And it has a beginning, but it doesn't have an end. And so it's not just what you used to do or used to believe or the moment when you started. It's, uh, salvation is, is revealed progressively in many situations. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. The one who endures to the end, to the purpose, to the ultimate ways of God, this one experienced salvation. Now, for many people in America, salvation is a term that Christians use but not Jews. So let me ask you this question. How do you explain Isaiah talking about salvation? You, you need to have an answer. How do you explain? Well, it turns out salvation is of the Jews. Yeshua said it simply, right? Salvation is a Jewish idea. Now, what that means is the Jewish prophets, the, the writings 
of Israel, the Tanakh, the Torah, the, the prophets, the, the Nevi'im, Ketuvim, the writings, they confirm something. We need salvation from God. Now, if you create a Jewish religion that disregards the needs for salvation, it cannot be a biblically-based version of true faith. Do you see that? Because there's no room for what Isaiah is talking about, salvation. Every wall that you face is a rehearsal for the need for salvation. You can't save yourself. Only God can save you. We believe that. We just don't like it. Because there are so many moments when we want to be able to save ourselves. Every time we face a wall, an obstacle, we can learn to seek the Lord, to turn our attention to him, to look for guidance, to look for wisdom, to look for help from him. So every wall does represent some kind of trouble or difficulty or adversity, but it also represents an opportunity for God to work. And that is why God uses walls, often. Because they draw us close to him and they teach us to rely on him. Why do they teach us? Because we have no other thing we can rely on. And they reveal his great power. At the very moment when we have no power, God's power is revealed. Salvation from God is based on the idea we cannot save ourselves. And it is foundational. Now, in the Haftorah this week, chapter 51 ends with a very, very interesting statement. I'll, I'll put it into simple words. When others are saying to you, lie down so that we can walk over you. Can you relate to that? When people want you defeated, when they want you down, And it says, and you've laid your body like the ground, like a street for those who walk over. So when others are saying, lie down, we're going to walk over you, and then you do it. That's the condition. The Lord's saying, you'll find yourself in. And then as we, as we heard this morning during the Torah service, that's when God says, Uri, Uri. Wake up. Wake up. It's in Isaiah 52, verse 1. Wake up. Wake up. Put on your strength, O Zion. And it talks about shaking off the dust. What dust? The dust you were lying in, in your defeat. There are two kinds of submission. You can submit to your enemies or you can submit to your advocate. You can submit to those who are against you or you can submit to the Lord. They're very different. And there are times when you will need to put your trust in God and not lie down in the dust. If you find yourself in the dust, wake up. Wake up. Was somebody speaking? You see, when you're asleep, you've got to be stirred before you can even listen. Get up! Do you like making a little noise in the service? Why don't you look at a person you can smile at near you and tell them in a pretty loud voice, don't yell, but in a good voice, wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up, everybody! Wake up! Don't fall asleep. No, wait. You are asleep. Get up. Get up. Get up. Put on your strength. But I have no power. Yes, you do. The power of God's salvation. Amen. But I want my own power. 
Okay, go back to sleep. <laughs> Lie back down. Let others walk over you. Isaiah 51 and 52 are saying, aren't you tired of, of spiritual defeat? Aren't you tired of it? Doesn't it exhaust you? You know, when you're defeated over and over again, you want to sleep, but the sleep's not very good. When it's time to go to sleep, you can't stop thinking about how bad it is. How many of you, have, you know what I'm talking about? You, when it's time to go to sleep, you can't go to sleep. And then when you finally do, and it's time to get up, you can't get up. Right? So how do you break the cycle? Get up. Put on your strength. What strength? The salvation of God. But it's not my strength. Oh, yes, it is. It's your strength that will invigorate and empower you by your faith in God. And as you trust God, his victory of overcoming the world starts to empower you. And you start seeing things differently. And you say, you know what? God is still on the throne. God is still the Lord. He's still the almighty God, the all-powerful God. He still has authority. And you have to remind yourself that the way your enemies see you isn't the true way. And the defeat that your enemies want for you is not the future that God wants for you. He wants something else. Isaiah 52, verse 7 and 10 through 10 says, How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the one who brings good news, who proclaims shalom, peace, who proclaims good news of good things, who proclaims salvation. Oh my goodness, the editors didn't catch this. This is being read everywhere this weekend. Who proclaims salvation? Who proclaims salvation? Who says to Zion, your God reigns? The only way you can say your God reigns to someone else is if you know that your God reigns for you. Amen. But how lovely it is to proclaim you can't proclaim it if the message isn't true. You don't want to be a false witness. But if the message is true, we should have experience of that truth. You see, testimony is not a religious term, it's a legal term. It means we're eyewitnesses of God's faithfulness. We know for ourselves. It's not blind faith that we have, it's seeing faith. Because we've seen the faithfulness of God. Your God reigns. You know what that means? As you're getting your strength and you're moving in the strength of God's salvation, it's important to give away the good news, to be free. You don't have to ram it down people's throats. That's not a good way to do it. You don't have to tell people the bad news. This is how I heard the bad news growing up as a little Jewish boy in Roanoke, Virginia, especially around Easter time and Christmas time. It went something like this. I'll reduce it to three points. You're a Jew as if that were something bad. You killed Christ, you're going to hell. Often followed by a push, a shove, something. That's not the good news, that's the bad news. I always said, I am a Jew. I didn't kill Christ, I'm not that old. <laughs> I, was a, I was a smart aleck about these things. And you're going to hell. I don't even believe in hell. That's for you, not for me. <laughs> but I'll never forget the first person who really told me the good news. And you know what he told me? I, I asked him, what do you believe? I knew he was a charismatic Christian. I didn't know what that meant. But I said, what do you believe? And he said, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is alive. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is faithful to the Jewish people. He's protecting Israel. He is standing as a shield for the Jewish people, keeping faith with Israel. 
You see, he was doing what Isaiah said to do, to tell the good news about our God reigning. It made a difference. It turned my life around. It'll make a difference for you too. Well, I want to invite Rabbi Yuri to come up. He's got a great message for you that builds on what we've been talking about. And would you give a warm welcome to Rabbi Yuri Korshin? Do you want a microphone? Shabbat Shalom. I'm so glad to be with you here today. It's so great to have worship together. And um, I want to say some words about uh, today partial par scripture from uh, Torah Porsche. And I want to start with a uh, little bit with my English lesson. So uh, eight years ago, I was invited to one uh, interesting congregation in Orlando. This is a Chinese congregation. Uh, almost all of them Chinese, maybe one uh, not, but all of them is good congregation, interesting. And so they asked me to uh, give some message for them. So I'm, my English is not so good, and so I prepared very hard. I tried to do my best with my English. So I came to stage and began to speak uh, with my Russian English language. And suddenly I understood something. I understood that not so many of them even know English. And I'm just relaxed and I just thought, oh, I can speak Russian or tons or everything. It will be perfect. And, you know, they were so nice to me. They just smile and say amen when I say amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. It was great message, great time and, you know, good fellowship. <laughs> this is what I experienced. So if I say something not clear, just smile and say Hallelujah. Trust me, I'm believing God all my heart. I will say only good things. So, uh, I wanted to uh, read one scripture. It's from the, uh, this Parsha uh, named Shaftim. This is uh, Deuteronomy 20 from first to third uh, wor uh, verses. And I will try to read English. When you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and their army greater than yours, do not be afraid of them. Because the Lord your God, who brought up you up out of Egypt, Egypt will be with you. Then you are about to go into battle, the priest shall come forward and address the army. He shall say, Hear, O Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint hearted or afraid. Do not be terrified or give way to panic before them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to give you victory. Could we say amen? amen. You know, we are called, everybody of us, they're called to be a messenger of hope for people around us. We are called to be our people who will bring light to nations, especially for our Jewish people. This is first calling in our life. But for everybody who is around us, who can look at us and see, really, God is exists. Holy Spirit exists. Yeshua really died and resurrected and loved me. He really wants to receive me. And I want to say a couple words also. You know, we also in the war. Everybody of us who... Stand up and say, Yeshua, please forgive me. I want to be yours. You know, we are records in his army. Could you say, you in his army? Amen. 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 And we, in the war, war is around us. You wake in the morning and uh, you in the war, welcome. This war will uh, end only when we will go into heaven. This war will end for us. And you know, this war, not with human beings, we don't fight with people, we don't fight with uh, Palestinians or with uh, Russians or with... <laughs> no. Our, our war, first with our flesh. We so much love our flesh. This is 
so nice to us, but this is our enemy. We also, we fight with uh, spiritual war. We fight with spirits. Bible says about this. Also, we fight with temptations, with sins in our life. Because unholy will not come to heaven. Only holy person who really knows Yeshua, knows God. Amen. And, you know, during the war, it's not easy time. War, it's not, uh, you know, something, play soccer or baseball or... This is not entertainment. War, it is real. Sometimes people of God, sometimes they are blind. They think that everything happened without involvement of them. You know, God will deal with that and God will deal with that. And he's there and he's there. And I'm just re relaxed and nothing to do. But we are the war. Amen. Do I want or I don't want. When I begin to be a believer, when I receive Yeshua, I begin to be part of his army. This is spiritual reality. Amen. And you know, our life will be uh, uh, content with different parts of, uh, you know, experiences. Sometimes we will have victories. Sometimes we will experience defeated. Sometimes we will have so great and so good victories, you know, where our life, our soul is like singing to God. We say, hallelujah, your life. But sometimes we have uh, times in our life when we feel ourselves like defeated. Do you have such time like this? Or I'm a little strange. <laughs> you know, when you say, oh, oh. And we, in this moment, when we face these difficulties, we, we, we just need to understand where we are, what's happened around us. But most important to understand what's happened inside of me. I know that real believers, real people who know Yeshua, they could be in terrible situations. They could be really in the storms of their life. But inside they could have deep, deep peace. In fact, Bible says, God says, that our life does not depend from this world. From money of this world, from power, from religions, or from economical, or from something. We are different. We belong to heavenly kingdom. Great news, really. People need this news. People looking for somebody who can bring peace for their life. Even during the difficulties. And you know, I want to say a little bit about Ukraine. We uh, spoke with Rabbi David about this uh, two days ago or yesterday. And uh, now I want to also ask you to pray for Ukraine. We have war in Ukraine, very strong war. And a lot of people was killed, and uh, it's it's incredible, d difficult situation for people. I know one pastor who talked to my friend, and we talked to him. He says uh, he left from a place where the war going. He left everything. He don't have anything. And he says, you know, I never could imagine when that I will be in 50 years old, I will start my life again with nothing, no apartment, no money. No church because it's spread out from the beginning and 50 years old. It's not, not so good for him. And you know, we, th we think about this and we spoke with brothers, with pastors, that so many believers are just give up. They just say, what's happened? Why is it? And I understood that so many people, they don't try to think about the difficult times for their life. What I will do if difficulties come to my life? So, so what I need to do in these times? So many people like to hear, uh, you know, like uh, um, preachings like, you are the best, you will have all the money, you will win everything, no problem for you. Just repent. <laughs> and then troubles comes. What's happened? What to do next? And today I want to just say a couple of words about, uh, about practical steps, what to do in the difficulties in our life. Could we read one more time Deuteronomy 20, chapter, uh, chapter 20, verse 1. Then you go to war against your enemies and see horses and chariots and army greater than yours. Do not 
be afraid of them. Could you say with me, do not be afraid. Oh, very interesting words. Because the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt will be with you. Could we say together, will be with you. You see this interesting uh, first uh, verse. God does not say you will have more weapons. Or it says here. Maybe my, my translator does not write. Did, uh, God says you will have more weapons, more chariots, more horses, more power. No. It's like kind of scary promise. When you go to the war and you will see your enemies, you will see that they will have more weapons, more chariots, more horses. This is like what Rabbi David just says. Sometimes we face these problems and they are much greater than we could not imagine in our life. And when God speaks about mountains of problems, he don't say about, you know, just flat of problems. Mountain. What is it mountain? When you stay before, in front of mountain, it's very high before you. And you really need God's help in your life. Amen. Amen. In fact, he says that your enemies will, be, will have much more than you. But let's look what practical steps in the scripture. First, he says to us, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I, you know, I, I know something. Everybody sometimes afraid. Or not? I'm sometimes afraid. I know some people who are not afraid, but uh, they just lie to me that they're not afraid. <laughs> when you just turn, you can see like they're rolling. <laughs> I'm not afraid of you. I'm just skipping somewhere or we have some joke uh, when wife take uh, you know some things and, uh, to husband go up from out from there he says no I will not go I'm first in this house you know sometimes uh, we have fears sometimes we have uh, problems and uh, this feeling of fear come to our life and this happened sometimes but questions, what you will do with these feelings? Really, this is a question that God is asking us to face with. Will you submit them, submit yourself to these feelings, or you will have victory over this fear? Amen. Amen. This is a question. And God told us, don't be afraid. When I read this place of scripture, I understood that God spoke into our faith. He not spoken to our ears or he spoken to our heart. And this is question of our trust to, to him. Our depends from him. We depended from him. One thing if I told you, don't be afraid. You will say, oh, what do you know about my life? You know what's the biggest problem in the world? Only one. It's my problems. You agree with me or not? <laughs> when we read something, oh, they have war. What they feel? Nothing. My problem is a great problem. <laughs> My car is broken. This is a problem. <laughs> or something like this. You know, but God speaking to our hearts. And here, this place of scripture, I think he begin to uh, speak to us that to, we, we'll, we need to know him personally. We need to trust upon him. We need to put our life on him. If I tell you not afraid, it's nothing. But if he will speak to you, not be afraid. This is, will be everything to your life. I, many times I have some situation. I was afraid. I come and begin to pray. It, and when he begins to talk to my heart, situation does not change. The problem is still there. But inside something's happened. I come out from this place and I'm different already. I'm, I know how to do. I know how to do. And you know, Yeshua says, if in some, don't be afraid of nobody. If even people who will kill you, don't be afraid of them. Because you need to be afraid of God. <coughs> Only one. Really. Our fear before him. Amen. Amen. 
You know, uh, one interesting place of scripture, this is Psalms 9:11 in Russian and English, Psalms 9, 9 and 10. The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Those who know your name will trust in you. Interesting. Those who know your name. Could you tell your neighbor, know his name? For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Amen. This is close relationship with him. This is time of our prayers. This is our serious attitude to scriptures. This is, it's not like games with God. We come one time to service and go home and, okay, I believe it because I'm attend some congregation or some church or everything, some program. Not. We not attended just some programs. Our life belongs to him. Our hearts belongs to him. He asks not small, he, he asked all our hearts that we could belong to him. Amen. Amen. And, you know, looking for him, know him, this is big, a great gift. Sometimes we're so hurry, we have so much problem, and we look at our watch and faster, faster, our life so fast, internet, you know, like, and he just wait for us. Amen. He just in the place. He just waiting for us to stop and to seek him. And better to do now before some situation in our life. Because if we know his voice now, it will be much easier to pass through everything. And he has one interesting promise. This is one, one of the greatest promises to my life. He says, very, very interesting. It's John 14, 18. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Amen. <laughs> this is excitement for me. I will never be orphaned. No. If you don't know even your parents, you will never be alone anymore. Because he wants to present in your life. And he closest one to your heart. Nobody could not be, uh, you know, he is the one in your life. Amen. And also I want to say some interesting words. Uh, next interesting step. Second step. It's uh, cha uh, chapter 20, Deuteronomy Verse 2, then you, uh, you are about to go to, to into battle, about to go into battle. The priest shall come forward and address the army. This is the second step, I think, very important in this place of scripture. What you need to do? Invite high priest, invite priest to spoke to army before go to war. Let's say amen with me. Please, can you say amen? I see that how important to be part of God's kehillah, his congregation. This is one of big gifts into our life, to be part of his congregation, his mishpacha, his kehillah, where he dwells. You know, God, God gives us really big gift. Today, so many people want to be independent, you know? What does it mean, independent? To do what I want to do, you know? Nobody will tell me what to do. I know what to do. And I'm, Jesus is my best friend. <laughs> you know? When I see some person like this, where are you going? What congregation are you belong? He says, I know Jesus personally. Little, it's good, but a little strange. Because Yeshua says that you will have Kehillah, Amen. You will have Rabbi. You will have elders. You will have brothers and sisters. And this is be great gift for your life. Amen. Amen. I, I, don't, I don't understand and I could not think about my life without, life without congregation. I don't, I don't see myself without people who can speak in my life. So many times people praying for my life. When I have problems, difficulties, when I don't know what to do, I even could not listen to him carefully because problems, I, so many times people come into my life and speak words of encouragement. Sometimes it's not encouragement. This is, I don't want to listen to this. But after, it's good if you listen carefully. This is great for your life. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, sometimes I see people who are say every time, how are you? And he says, good. 
Do you know such people? Or they say, praise God in Russian, Slava Bogu. And sometimes you saw them like they're almost dead, you know. He's just walking. How are you? Hallelujah. Come on. Tell your problems. Share with somebody what curse you have. Allow somebody to minister you. They will help you. This is congregation four. We're not just individual, individuals. We are together. We are flat of God. We are house of God. You know, today so many people are like to be, like, I'm something like individual. It's my faith. Personal, don't touch this. No, we are together. We are flat. I don't think uh, he wants to take big stick and beat his, you know, his ships and go to the place, go home. No, ships has different character. They like to be in the flat. Ships like to be together. They smile like a ships. Amen. <laughs> Little bit different between goat and sheep. I try sometimes smile goat. It was a bad idea, really. Couple uh, feet between, it's like, uh, I don't want to. Okay. You know, uh, we need to have prayers. We need to have somebody who will speak to our life, who will, uh, you know, conform us, who will, um, who will correct us. Amen. And this is very important. And I think it's important now. And when, I come, uh, when we come with my, my family here, uh, ten, years, ten, ten, 10 years, it's prophetic words, I think. <laughs> 10 days ago, and when we f felt and see so many blessings in our life, house with everything, you know, this is really, this is Mishpacha, this is Kehila, this is family. This is about, this is part of our life. And you see, when you will go to war, what to do? Trust to God, not be afraid. And allow somebody to minister into your life. Be part of something. Be part of God's kingdom. Amen. And in the end, I want to uh, tell very quickly my story, when, how we come here, and uh, I think it's, it's like a test for me. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I think I, I passed test many years ago, but no. I'm a student now. I work, I'm study English, and I need to pass tests. So great. I'm so glad. No, really, I'm, great. I'm glad. So I, I want to tell some story about these two practical steps. Uh, trust the Lord and listen to uh, rabbi, listen to elders into your life. So uh, when we, uh, receive, uh, when we um, need to move to United States from Ukraine, when time is come, we uh, have appointment time at... Um, Friday morning at 4 o'clock in the morning or 5, our fly need to go from Kyiv, capital of Ukraine, to uh, United States. So, and we just relax, we uh, decide to have a party in the Thursday evening, uh, our bags was open, you know, everything, how we like, in the last moment. We need to pack everything and go. So, and, and the Wednesday uh, morning, I think it was Wednesday, we uh, receive our visas, our passports from post office. And when we open our passport, my was good, but Ina's was uh, not so good visa. She was, uh, by some mistake, uh, she received different kind of visa in her passport. And you know, what to do? I, at first, I have reaction, what they do with us. Where is, you know, in this... But after I come down and say, okay, what to do? We will go with such visa. What to do? So, and uh, I uh, text to Rabbi David, and he says, no. Could you please go, uh, if it's possible, to Kiev today? Come to embassy, go to embassy, and ask them to fix this problem, and they need to give you new visa. It's one thing good to say, but second uh, things to do. <laughs> <laughs> Complete difference. Sometimes it's good to you know sit in the uh, study in the during the prof, uh, preaching and says, okay, this is so good. Oh, and this is, Rabbi, you're great. 
And this is all. But then it's beginning to happen to your life. Wow. <laughs> so, and, uh, you know, so it means we, in the Wednesday, one day before, we need to package everything very fast and uh, take car all night to Kyiv, uh, go to the embassy and change our visa. And we didn't need to do this now. And, you know, I will not say what things come to my mind. I will not say this because, you know, <laughs> I will keep it secret. <laughs> but one thing came very obvious to me. It was like <laughs> revelation. Where are you going? It will not happen. This is U.S. Embassy. If you will be sometimes in Kyiv, you will come to Embassy, you will see, first you will see defense. Three meters of defense. This is first. And second, you feel guard man who stand in you know, security. And very nice face he has, a security face, you know. <laughs> and you must understand that it's impossible to come to the United States and to fix the visa. No. To go to this embassy, you need to have uh, a special uh, internet work, send a request, and two weeks maybe they will allow you to come, or we say, no, we're not allowed you. Without appointment, you could not go there. For sure. So then we, and we uh, decide to obey, and we decide to trust, and we decide, we pray it with Ina, we take our uh, everything we packed in bags, and we go all night to Kyiv. So, and when we come to uh, at 3 o'clock to the embassy, it was really a miracle because um, uh, Rabbi David texts me that uh, uh, two senators and one congressman called to the embassy about our problem. This was a miracle for me, who we are in Ukraine. You know, very famous people. Like, nobody knows us, but everybody knows us. <laughs> and we come to the embassy and came to the, uh, the doors, this wall, came to these passports, and we take to, came to security man and says, please, could you help us? We need to go inside and change our visa. Mm -hmm. And he looks like this. What are you doing here, you know? <laughs> come close to me. I will tell you what to do. And he asked me, he told me that, you know, uh, if you wanted to come in, you need to go home, relax. After uh, you will come home, send the letters. We will send you back. And when we decide, will you come or will you stay with the same visa? You know, this way. And I told him, but we already have tickets. Tomorrow morning, 4 o'clock morning. And he looked at me like, you know, are you stupid? <laughs> Why you bought tickets without visas? And I say, but please, I'm already here, world, he says, but please, I need your help. And he just, okay, give you passports and like, you know, I don't want, but, and he say, and by the way, you know, a couple senators must call you. And he says, what? Could you check, please, for me? And he just, when he listened about senators, he began to think, oh, maybe something important. So he goes, and after uh, some minutes, I have called from embassy, and they say, uh, we accept your documents, we will change your visa, but you know one problem. Our system shut down at 4 o'clock. Now already free something. So we will not have time. So tomorrow morning come and take visa. I say, but could you please help me? I have fly today. Okay, after 30 minutes I had get called. Please come, take passports with visas, with everything. You're available to go to the United States. Amen. 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 This is from me, not from him. Amen. It's mine. <laughs> I was so glad to, uh, to see how God is working, really, in such... It's difficult, really. It's not easy. It's, but it's not so difficult, you know, like... Somebody has much more, but still God is doing. He is for us. And I will close today with one place of scripture. And I wanted to encourage you. I want to give you hope. I want to bring you the best from my heart. You know, God is for you. Amen. He is on your side. He is loving you, really. Yeshua died for you because he wanted to bring best in your life. He's not pulling you down. He wants to push you up. You know, you could not look like this on the mountain. You can fly. Because could you imagine how God's 
sees this mountain. It's nothing for him. Amen. And you know what this priest needs to say to Israel? He shall say, Hear, O Israel, today you are going into battle against your enemies. Do not be faint-hearted or afraid. Do not be terrified or give way to panic before them. For the Lord your God is on is one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies, to give you victory. And remember, God for you every time. He, he will help you. He before you and he after you. You just need to have close fellowship with him and really be part of his family. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Very good word, Rabbi Yuri. Every time you hear a word, you have an opportunity to put it into practice. So you're going to go home, you're going to look at some walls in your life, some challenges in your life, press into God, and you're going to see breakthroughs for you. And you'll probably have that challenge of putting your trust in God versus giving into defeat or thinking it's impossible. There may be a big security man with his security face who you're going to have to deal with in, in the spirit I'm talking about. And you'll get your victories too. So Sandy, will you come up? We're going to close with Aaron's blessing. And good news, we have an Oneg today in our flex room. So I invite you to, to join together for fellowship Come and have a little nosh with us. Even if you're accustomed to leave and go straight out the door, don't do it. Go to the flex room, get a little bite, and uh, have some fellowship. You'll be glad you did. Shalom. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep watch over you and protect you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Amen. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat shalom.